Now, Andrew Tillon was an amateur bike racer and a professional journalist living in Northern California. One day, he found himself wanting something just a little bit more. And understand, this is a family show. Don't worry, it's not too crazy. But sensitive listeners should know this story does contain sexual references. I'm no Lance Armstrong, but I raced in Colorado and in New Mexico, in the Bay Area and in the Rockies. Very passionate about it. I was interested in finding an intimate story about doping. Just because I'd been a bike racer for a long time, I was really curious about regular people taking performance-enhancing drugs. I started researching and discovered that there was a whole industry of supplemental hormones for men. Millions of men 45 and older just don't feel like they used to. Are you one of them? They could add to your libido. They could add to your swagger. They could give you more strength. They could make more passion for the one you love. Every day feel like a better day. You'd be more optimistic. With this added virility, you'd be a happier person. I was definitely slower on my bicycle, and I was uh, lower in my libido, and I was sort of felt the weight of a mortgage and a long-term relationship and being a dad of young children. After a while, I, I didn't think that the schmaltzy anti-aging ads looked so schmaltzy. I kind of identified with the, the before pictures and thought, what could be the after picture? I took steroids for two reasons. I took steroids as a journalist, curious to live through an experience that I felt no professional could really relay. And I took it because I was a guy who was getting older and didn't want to slow down. Twice a day, I would apply this cream to my body with the hopes of raising my testosterone. I was on a pretty healthy dose of testosterone. It took a while for it to kick in, maybe six, seven weeks. My doctor told me that my first metric, so to speak, would be morning wood. I woke up with something else in the bed most days. My sex life did improve. I was interested in having sex all the time, and I was interested in having sex with boiling teapots and red Mustangs that would drive down the street. I was, I was 19 years old again. It's funny and fun and sometimes disturbing and sometimes annoying. I, I took no for an answer from my wife, but um, I kept coming back and, you know, she was swatting me away like a fly. You know, here I am on the roids, just feeling really good, I mean. And my son played Little League. My boy was only about eight years old. And so occasionally the, the dads would play a position in the field just to keep practice rolling. And, uh, you know, the, the other coach kept hitting ground balls my way and I kept throwing out kids by vast margins, feeling like, you know, Derek Jeter. One time I just let the ball just rip and I forgot that at the receiving end of that ball was going to be an eight-year-old boy. And I really pelted him in the, in the shoulder and... He cried and I felt bad, but I was also kind of laughing at the moment. <laughs> he was going to be okay, and I just thought the whole thing was just sort of silly and ridiculous, and what had I become? In the cycling aspect of, of my doping, I never felt very good about what I was doing and, until I was actually racing. 
Most bicycle races, as most people would know, would be sort of this point-to-point race. Well, there's this other kind of bike racing, too, called criterium racing. You go round and round. And these races are supremely dangerous. Even when pros take them on, there can be real blood and broken bones. And I went round and round for maybe half a dozen laps and way off the front, way beyond where everyone else is. It was so much fun. And I felt so strong. You know, I envisioned everything from the cover of Sports Illustrated to uh, the, the yellow jersey of the Tour de France leader. And being in front, as I would go past the start-finish line, there was a microphone and a speaker, and the race announcer would call out my name and marvel at my aggressiveness and, and my ability to keep off 30 hard-charging guys behind me. And that part was all glory, and I could forget all about the guilt of doping and cheating. And then there was uh, the flip side of that. When it was all over and I won the Most Aggressive Rider Award and I had to stand in front of a bunch of people when I knew that really I was a fraud up there. I, I lived with the threat of my children and my wife being contaminated, and that is the word they used by the hormone, um, which I applied topically, so... It could get on my clothes, it could get on my towels, it could get on my sheets. And if I wasn't careful, there was the threat that this testosterone could find its way onto my children or my wife. There are many documented cases of dads taking testosterone and their children growing mustaches and developing in their genitalia at an accelerated and sort of Frankensteinian rate. I was, uh, I was keeping more of a watch than I care to admit. It's not with a lot of pride. I mean, it is funny, and, um, and I can laugh at it now. But at the time, I mean, these are my children. They're my most prized possessions. If you're an edgy guy, steroids can make you edgier. And I'm an edgy guy. That probably took a while longer to kick in. Probably a couple months into it is when I really realized that uh, it was. there were days where I felt like I had a a dozen cups of coffee in me. I was driving with my wife, and we got into a small fight, and it escalated only because I think that I was uh, agitated, fueled by testosterone. Just sort of howled at her and my eight-year-old son and pulled abruptly across the road and into a parking lot, and they literally got out of the car when I stopped it and had had to get some distance from the car and... I just sort of sat there with my head on the steering wheel in disbelief. That to me was the beginning of the end. The glory and thrill and guilt of of bike racing on the stuff and the libido and confidence and swagger and finally the edginess too. I realized that maybe life would be better without it. I miss the testosterone sometimes, no doubt about it. There are days where I think that uh, life might be better back on it. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, grow old gracefully. I would say the jury is out, that I'm not sure of the trade-offs. But uh, I'm, I'm clean, and I could be tested at any moment, so I stay clean. Now, Andrew was sanctioned from bike racing for two years after he confessed to doping. He promised not to do it no more. We'll have a link to his book, The Doper Next Door, on our website, snapjudgment.org. 
That story was produced by Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.